0: Uh, Awesome. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Wish You All the Best, a personal podcast about modern dating. I'm your host, Scott, um, and I am super excited to be joined by my matchmaker, um, Anna Morgenstern. Anna, hi, how are you?
1: I'm good. It's such a pleasure to chat with you always.
0: Thank you for making time. Um, Okay, I just want to jump right in. I think anybody who's been listening to this uh, is aware that I am pretty I'm pretty pro matchmaker i think modern dating is a really tough thing and i think um if you if you can swing it if you can make it work that getting a matchmaker to help you do this stuff is a really really great idea um so i'm excited to talk to you about uh um our experience how you helped me and just kind of your experience in general with dating with matchmaking and all that stuff um so yeah i guess at the top you are i'm in san francisco you're based in new york city But you help clients all over the place, but like mostly in New York or like what's the what's the mix?
1: Yeah, I used to live in San Francisco, so I have a bit of a network there still. So I do have, you know, clients there. Um, I also do clients in L.A. and San Diego. My family's in San Diego. So anywhere that I naturally go, I've kind of pick up clients. So New York is definitely my largest network because I've been here for 10 and a half years. I also do a little Boston and Miami.
0: Okay. Okay, okay, so the big cities, um, and I, I'll be sure to put it in like the show notes and like a clickable thing and everything. But if someone's listening right now and they want to go to a web browser and find you, where should they go?
1: Yeah, my website is just annamorgenstern.com dot com, and my Instagram is also at Anna That's where you know you'll find all my content and all my silly little videos and tips and tricks.
0: Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure to plug that in case anybody was listening and they were curious, and I'll, I'll be sure to put it in the show notes too. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get to the fun stuff. Um okay so like we were talking a little bit before I I just kind of wanted to ask like the general question like how does a matchmaker do what they do like to me it basically seems like complete alchemy um I I've used two matchmakers and I'll say like I've never I've only once ever gone on anything close to a quote unquote bad date that a matchmaker set me up with and it was not you um uh, <laughs> but like the, the the art of like figuring out whether or not two people are going to have a nice date, like to me just seems like complete magic and and alchemy. So like, I don't know, h- how does it work? Or what would you say to someone asking how, how does it work?
1: Yeah, I mean, to get into it, you have to be someone that loves people and loves connecting people. It's something I've always been interested in and couldn't even help myself. I mean, I think I was still in high school, trying to set up people because I just like loved it, and especially like within the Jewish culture, it's innateness. You have know, the whole Yenta culture and all that, just something that we grew up with. Matchmaking was uh-huh. never kind of foreign or weird. It was something that was really accepted um, and talked about and celebrated. So yeah, with matchmaking, a lot of it is um, sometimes it feels like you're just throwing shit on the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, but also <laughs> a you just kind of, it's just like getting the vibe of people. Like you can, you can know if like a friend moves to Denver and you have one friend in Denver and like, oh my gosh, they both love mountain biking and they're really like granola crunchy. They're going to have such a good time getting to know each other. I'm going to introduce them. It's the same kind of thing where you just have the feel of people and, you know, obviously they, they're going to have the same goals and values and all that kind of stuff. But this the intangible is the tough part. Um, but like I was saying earlier too, it's, you can, you can tell people who have chemistry together. If they're both like have done therapy, they're very vulnerable. They know how to express their emotions, what they've been through. Um, They're just people that can tell, you know, the stories of their life. And if you put two people together like that, they're probably going to build some sort of intimacy or chemistry because they can share and learn about one another. That's how you build chemistry. Two people that are very surface level that, you know, are not very vulnerable and are, you know, are not going to share, you know, things about their lives, what makes them them, they're going to have trouble building chemistry with anybody that you put in front of them. So that's definitely something that we kind of look for.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, so like, to what extent do you just have like an internal meter that's like a scale of zero to 10? I think Scott and this lady are going to get along okay. Do, do Do you ever just have like a gut instinct about this stuff?
1: Definitely. It's... It's people that really know A, themselves, and B, who they're looking for do really well in matchmaking and dating in general. If you're someone that isn't really sure um, what your likes are, what you even like to do on your own, if you just kind of follow whoever's leading, which a lot of people Mm -hmm. do that. And then all of a sudden they wake up like a couple of years later and they're like, oh, I actually don't like yoga or whatever. I just pretended to be with this person. So you have to really know like yourself and what makes you happy, what makes you tick, what makes you you. And then how another person will complement that. And those people do really well with matchmaking. Um, So in that regard, yes, you'll have an intuitive like kick, like, oh my God, these people make so much sense together because they're both really clear on who they are and who they're looking for. And it's very similar.
0: Hmm. Okay, awesome. Um, And you're also talking about a little bit about how like somebody can have a bad experience with a matchmaker. Like I will say, I've had a few matchmakers find me on LinkedIn and they'll they'll say like, and I think it's because I'm connected to different matchmakers. I don't know, I don't know how they find me, but they find me. It's very flattering. Magic. Somebody reaches out and says, right, says, like, hey, you know, I'm a matchmaker. Uh, do you know how matchmaking works? And can I say it with a client? Um and uh yeah. And I, I had, I'm not gonna name names, but I definitely had a matchmaker who kept reaching out to me. And she she was basically like she. They were basically like, uh, uh, like bullying me into going out with their clients. Um, because I would say like, Oh, this person sounds really nice. But I don't think it's a match for this reason, that reason, that reason, because this is what I'm looking for. And they're not quite what I'm looking for. Thank you for reaching out. But no, thank you. And she would basically reach out again and be like, No, you need to go out with this person because this this and this or like, initially, she said, you need to go out with this person. Because if you don't go out with one of my clients, I'm not going to get any feedback. And I'm not going to know what you're like, which is like, Uh, like, like, sort of makes sense. But it's also like, we we had a zoom call, and we talked to each other. I don't know. So I've definitely had a bad experience with the matchmaker is all I'm saying. So I wanted to give you the chance to kind of talk about like, because you were mentioning that, like, before we started recording, you you mentioned that, like, you hear from people sometimes that they'll say, well, I had a bad experience with the matchmaker. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to let you speak to that.
1: Yeah, I hear it almost every day. (laughs) And, you know, it, it really depends on these larger matchmaking companies how they're compensating their matchmakers. Some of them only pay their matchmaker when their client goes on a date. So they're incentivized to get their clients out very quickly because they want to get paid, right? And that's not really aligning with the goals of the client and the people they're setting up with the client. So, yeah, you're going to have bad dates that way if the matchmaker only cares about getting paid. Um, Another thing is that they accept clients that are hard to match. I wouldn't. I don't work with people that I personally don't like and wouldn't and think are difficult to match. But when I was working at the different matchmaking companies I used to work at, they would send me clients that were really, really difficult to match. And I could see why matchmakers would kind of bully nice guys into being like, "Well, just come on, just me, <laughs> because you are. You're very, you know, you're kind." They kind of prey on that a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I could see why they do that, but it's it makes the client doesn't have a good experience to go on a bad date that someone that doesn't want to, you know, date them. And it's, and for you as even though you're free in the database, you're not paying to go on the date, you're still paying for the date, I'm assuming. It's yeah, not a free I, experience yeah. for you. You know, you're still paying something. And it, and even beyond that, your biggest commodity is time. So I don't know. I don't I don't like that. I really and like some matchmaking companies, they do blind dates. I before I was a matchmaker. I had a bad matchmaking date experience and that's kind of why I went into it. Um, it I was introduced to these ladies and, you know, they're very lovely and they're Jewish. So I was, I'm Jewish. So I was like, Oh, you know, they kind of get me and they wouldn't let me see a photo and they're like, Oh, there's this lawyer you have to meet and he's this, he's that blah, 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 blah. And I was like, we all, you know, I don't really do blind dates. And they said, no, no, no. He's so cute. He's your cutest client. You have to meet him. Like it's our process. We don't show photos. And I decided to trust them. OK, the whole yeah. experience was a dumpster fire. So they I didn't get to see a photo, but I know he saw a photo of me and they ex- so they exchanged our number. They gave him my number. They didn't plan the date. Yeah. I always plan the dates for my clients, but they didn't give they didn't do that. He texted me like an hour or so before being like, OK, we're, it was a Thursday night. We'll meet at Rose Bar at eight. And I'm thinking, there's no way in hell we're getting into Rose Bar at eight. It's on a Thursday night. There's absolutely no way, but I'm not, you know, I, I didn't want to say anything. So it's like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll be there. Um, so uh-huh. I show up and of course there's a million people and he texts me. He's like, oh yeah, we can't get a table. And I'm thinking, could have told you that. So he comes out. He was much shorter than they told me, which is fine. I'm not a heightist, but they could have told me that. So I could have prepared shoe wise. I was very upset about that. And I saw this guy on the apps a million times. And they just, if they would have just shown, I would have been like, no, like he's too serious for me. Like I'm, I'm a kind of a free spirited, fun person. I can't be with someone that's very mm-hmm. Anyway. So we're like walking around trying to find somewhere to go. And it was a little awkward. And I think we both mutually felt it wasn't a match. I mean, he never texted me again, <laughs> which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking, it's like, why? Like just to close out this guy's package, they really need to put us both through kind of an awkward, uncomfortable experience. Or could they have maybe yeah. taken an extra two, three weeks a month? To really search for a really proper match for him so that he has a good experience, I just couldn't get that couldn't get over that and I saw like if I was a matchmaker, I would do things completely differently, which I do
0: yeah, you do i think i mean so I talk sometimes on here and to anyone who will listen to me babble about it like I think the incentives behind a lot of dating now like the financial incentives behind a lot of dating now is kind of broken, right? I mean, the apps are maybe an even more extreme example of that, but the apps, you know, they make money, uh, by having guys pay money to, to try and show up on a woman's screen. Right. And a matchmaker who's getting paid by the date. Yeah. They're just going to throw you whoever, um, because they want to get paid. I mean, even if they're in their heart of hearts, they're doing it for the right reasons. Like that, that financial incentive is still going to be there. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, if I, is it okay with you? Am I allowed to talk about like your general structure, because I like the way that you do it. Yeah. Um, for you, right. we, We signed a contract and you're like, it's this chunk of money and it's six months was what you and I did. And it's, it's six dates. And in that situation, like you, the matchmaker, you are incentivized to find me someone awesome, like as quickly as possible, even if you don't like talking to me, even if you're not excited about finding me the right person, which I think you are, but like, just from a financial perspective, if you find me the perfect person on date three, you get the whole back half of that contract for free, right? Like f- from a purely financial incentive, you are, you're looking to find me somebody awesome and have like, like the, the the best thing you can hear me say is Anna, she's amazing. We're going to start dating. I don't need to date anymore because this is the person, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're doing the first match, it's great. And just so you know, I'm still looking for you. San Francisco is tough though. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But you're I'm still very, looking.
0: very sweet. You're amazing. Um, uh, well, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's put a, let's put a pin in San Francisco. Cause I do want to hear your, I do want to hear your thoughts on that. I think we might, I think we might disagree about that, but I'm excited about that, but I, let's put a pin in that. Um, uh, so, okay. You're talking about like people being like people who work well with matchmaking or people who are open-minded have gone to therapy, like know what they're looking for, kind of know themselves. That all makes perfect sense to me. Um, but do, you know what I mean? Like, have you ever been on a date? Um, and, like, and, and can I say, are you currently single? If I can ask the I personal am. question.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Fellas in New York city. What are you doing? You're sleeping. Um, so, so, you know, I assume you go on dates and like, sometimes you go on a date and you feel, well, I don't know. I, I shouldn't assume. Do you go on dates and feel that like chemistry that spark sometimes on a first or second date when you're like, this really has potential. Like there's just something in there like that, that little, the heat, the flame, I don't know what to call it just chemistry. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And my personal rule is I don't accept a date unless I know I'm going to be into this guy. If I feel like, oh, I should go out. Oh, he has all the right ingredients. Uh, you know, no, I'm not going to do it. like, oh, my friend begged me. Like, I've done that hundred percent of the time. I didn't like him, Or like I get to like two, three dates. So I feel bad because like, he's such a great guy, but I just don't feel that initial oomph that I need to move forward into like an exclusive situation. And yeah. from now like, I do not accept a date unless I am 100% positive. I'm really excited to meet this person. And I, I feel very, very certain I want a second date before even the first even date. Even before,
0: mm-hmm. even before the first date. Yeah. That's amazing. How do you, can you, okay. So for me, okay for me, it's different. And maybe it's just because you're a lady and I'm a guy. I'm I'm not sure. But my approach is usually like everything leading up to the first date, whether it's a matchmaker setting us up or me like matching with them on whatever app and chatting and texting and blah, blah, blah. Everything before the first date for me, I just wipe the slate clean as soon as I get to that first date. And I basically start like Assessing the person and figuring out whether or not we have chemistry and figuring out whether or not I'm interested like on that first date because at least for me in my experience like everything before the first date it's I don't know to me it just feels like a silly game and maybe that's why I like matchmaker so much but like especially on the apps it just feels like a game that I'm playing to try and get on this person's calendar and like once we're in the room together. That's when I feel like there's actual human connection happening. But you're saying, like, even before the first date, like you have a feel for this. Is that right?
1: Yeah, for I, I just know what is going to make me be. I know what's going to capture my attention because that's that's hard for someone to capture my attention. And it, it takes like woody <laughs> banter. I need to like go back and forth on text. Someone that's like cute and flirty. You know, I like how do they spend their days? What do they do on the weekends? like where like where they even plan our first like all those things are giving me clues who this person is and it's making me excited to meet them that being said mm-hmm. you know maybe they're going to be a little different in person and the chemistry is not exactly as it was as I'm thinking in my head but if I'm not like feeling excited for the date you know I'm not going to go there's people I'll chat with and I'm like their banter's off like it's we're not like really vibing or like, they're kind of pissing me off. I don't even know this person, you know, like if there's times where you've texted people <laughs> on apps and they've pissed you off, right. They'll say yeah. something and you're like, is this person an idiot? Like, why are they saying this? Like I've had that be happen in apps. and like, if we're already not vibing like this. Like I don't need to see you in person.
0: Oh my gosh. I will, I will put up, maybe this is, maybe this says a lot about me, but I will put up with so much like DS in like a, dating app chat where it's just like maybe she's just not putting a lot of time and effort into the into the chatting maybe she's got like a bunch of other guys in queue to talk to like I will like someone can say something to like piss me off or annoy me or whatever and I will just like put up with it and that that might just be something that I need to work on I don't know well
1: then when you well have you ever met the someone like in that situation have you met someone in person after an encounter like that and it went well
0: that's a great question I'll tell i you haven't, you I haven't been like recording that data for science um i think so i i guess i just think that like at least for me the impression that i'm building up of someone and this might just be because like i'm not good at that like alchemy this might just be that i'm not a matchmaker you know because like i think maybe when i'm looking at pictures or chatting with someone or whatever like in general i find that i just I, I've kind of trained myself to not build up an image of who that person is until I meet them. Because I think in the past, I've just been wrong, like the, what I've, what I've been expecting. And, and I'm not talking about like getting catfished or whatever, but like, it's just often that like the image that I build up in my head is just not really in sync with who they really are. And I've just kind of had to learn at least for me to, you know, l- like look for the big signals. Like, are we interested in the same things? Do we have similar values? you know, like the, the big picture stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of, like I said, I kind of wipe the slate clean right before I meet them on the, on the first date and kind of, that's when I start really building a picture of it. But again, maybe that's just because I'm not as good at this as you are. You're, you're yeah, the matchmaker here.
1: Like listen to your gut. If something feels off from an interaction, from an app, don't meet them in person. Like your gut's never wrong. If it's something is like something feels off, why are they being like, I don't know, making me feel like this kind of weird negative way. There, that's your gut telling you, you do not need to meet this person. Waste, don't you're just going to waste your time and money.
0: Okay, well, okay. This is maybe a good segue into the city thing because I think maybe a part of the reason why I give people a lot of chances on the apps is that I'm a dude in San Francisco, and I will complain about this to anybody who is dumb enough to get me talking about it. I think I think there's a lot of dudes in San Francisco. I think. The women that I tend to match with and the women that I tend to go on dates with in San Francisco have a lot of options and like, I don't begrudge them that it's good for them. I always just feel like I almost always feel like I am one of many people on a woman's radar when I'm dating in San Francisco. So maybe, I mean, so the segue there is like, maybe I'm just more open to BS in like the dating app chatting phase because I often just don't feel like I have that many options. And it, some, when I do have somebody kind of like on the line, I want to be really careful about kind of getting to that first date stage. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. But to counter that, you yeah. you teach people how to treat you. And it starts in the very first interaction. So in the very first interaction, they're kind of like, not really giving you a lot of respect or time or whatever. And you keep taking it, taking it, taking it. They're already kind of building this image, like this guy's kind of a little bitch. And I personally <laughs> know that you're not a little bitch. So you know what I mean. Like what people get away with yeah. they can get away with. And so I really think like if if on an app someone's kind of like fucking around with you, you call them out and be like, "What's up? Do you not want like this isn't working for me?" You know, like when you're direct with someone like that, they're gonna realize you're not someone to mess with. So I don't think you should be taking BS from anybody, whether or not you think your options are limited. You're not thirsty. You're not dying yeah. on a deserted island, and she's the last glass of water. That's not attractive. Yeah. You can't act like that. You know,
0: that's fair, and that's that's a really good point. I, I, I gosh, I hope I don't act that way. <laughs> I, I guess it's just like as a guy on the apps in San Francisco, I spend a decent amount of time like waiting for someone to get back to me. Like it, it can be like days and days and days, right? And like. It's really nice when it happens that you both kind of get banter going and you're chatting back and forth and it's like, okay, obviously here's my phone number. We should, we should go out. We should continue this conversation over a drink. But I find that is super duper rare. I find usually what happens is I say something, they say something back, they say, ha that's funny. Or like they, if I'm lucky, they respond to it in some way. Um, and then a little bit later, I respond back and try to ask an interesting question and then radio silence. And then I wait a few days or a week or I don't know, some period of time. And then I come back with something a little silly that says, oh, gosh, I was really bummed that we didn't continue our conversation about clown shoes or whatever the heck it was. Right. And that usually like resurfaces me on their like radar. And then sometimes that'll turn into, you know what I mean? Like there are all these little strategies in the like dating app chat phase that like are basically me just like grappling with, with the reality that like. Again, I think there's, I think there's a lot of dudes in San Francisco, but hang on. I, I, well, I don't know. Unless there's anything else you want to say about the dating app chatting phase.
1: It sucks. That's why yeah. I have a job. I don't know. It's tough.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's tough. Yeah. But us girls
1: too, I don't like, I mean, there's times I'm like talking to someone thinking like, oh, they're cute. Like, da, 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 falls off. And it's nothing personal. Yeah. It's just, you know, like I'm not a real person to them yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah no exactly right that is exactly why you have a job the best thing about working with a matchmaker um, is that all of the and i think it's kind of fake i think all the chat all the stuff you do on the apps i just think it's kind of a game um but like with a matchmaker you just skip all that you have a human being that's like gets to know you gets to know them and like has a chat with you and it's like listen here's why you guys are going to get along she's going to think your Dungeons and dragons thing is so funny or he's you know also works out or whatever you know what i mean like that kind of introduction from a human being is just like a thousand million times better than we matched on the apps and chatted for a little while and then like
1: Have you decided been on expanding drinks. your how to meet in the wild strategy by the way You kind of talked about this in New
0: York Yeah um I've been uh I've been going to different gym classes doing different stuff at the gym um uh which like you know finding somebody who who kind of is uh, as who's into gym stuff is is a priority for me. So that seems like a mm-hmm. good thing to try. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly lately, what I've been doing is expanding. And this will bring us back to talking about cities. But mostly what I've been doing is expanding my search into L.A., um, mm-hmm. which like, uh, yeah, I, want, I do want to talk about cities. Um, but I found I mean, when I came out to New York and you I don't, I don't want to say you like encouraged me to try New York, but you told me that like New York would be an option. Um, and you're absolutely right. Um, I had a much easier time um, meeting people and going on dates with people with whom I was pretty compatible in New York City, like way, way easier. Um,
1: there's a seat for everyone. there. About-
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I, you know, th- there's 9 million people, 8 million, 9, it's a lot of people, right? The population in San Francisco is 800,000. And, I mean, that's you know something like Staten Oakland island
1: and, and like bronx not really dating up there but yes like there's there's millions of people fair, for you to that's fair from.
0: <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah 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 um and yeah i just i've uh and maybe it's a weird like side effect of like me trying to match in la while i'm in san francisco like maybe the people who are willing to match with a guy in san francisco are like at a certain stage of being serious about it you know so maybe i'm like filtering out because i because i've heard and you mentioned before that like la dating is flaky the people are flaky in la um but i think i've maybe avoided that a little bit but i don't know i I, let's dig into that i want to talk about dating in different cities i think i mean i think san francisco i i I do know that it's hard for women here in general but like the i think the problem i think there's champagne problems for ladies dating straight women dating in san francisco I, i went to a a birthday party for a friend's kid recently and on the way back I was in the car with two women who were talking about like sort of the difficulties of dating multiple men at once and I was like what a lovely problem to have I would <laughs> I would love to have that problem mm-hmm. and and it's real you know like looking for love I mean you know on the apps in this modern era of dating we all have access to thousands and thousands of people that we would not have had access to you know even I don't know what 20 years ago so great problem to have. Right. Um, but we're all kind of, you know, it, it has like side effects. I think that, that we're all kind of grappling with. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. You know, San Francisco is one of the few cities in the world that has more college educated men than women. That's why women have the upper hand in San Francisco and they want relationships typically. So by the time most people get yeah. to like 30, early thirties, they're married. So it's tough when you're dating above 35, because it kind of feels yeah. like you're stuck with 25 year olds or 45 year olds, like the people in the middle, which is like most people's demographic of dating in San Francisco, of like my male clients there, at least, you know, they're, right. they're, it's tough. It's tough to find them. So, yeah, I, I feel your pain, especially because COVID, a lot of people moved south. To um, yeah. so the population, you know, and also everyone got priced out. So there's a quite a few yeah. different problems that happen in San Francisco. And it's, you know, it's kind of sad there the homeless situation there in the tents and da da. Like it's it's not a favorable place to live like it used to be when I was there 10 years ago. I loved living in San Francisco. I had so much yeah. fun dating. Um, I had a, you're right, I had champagne problems, but I, you know, I, I usually had a boyfriend there and it wasn't very difficult to find one, but there, you know, there weren't a lot of single people. Everyone dated each other. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel free you stuff. What do you have? You thought about like Sacramento?
0: I that's a good question. I haven't. Would you recommend it? I mean, I, yeah, I mean,
1: um, it's a nation's it's our it's the state's capital. So, there are people that may work in politics that could be interesting and intelligent and that may came yeah. from DC or whatever. I don't know. Um, I think that might be worth taking a look. I'll look too.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. I, so lately, um, well, okay. So then, so totally selfishly, tell me about LA, like what's the vibe mm-hmm. and then we'll get to New York, but like, what's, yeah. what's dating like in LA? How is it different as a matchmaker? What, what insight do you have about Los Angeles?
1: Yeah. LA is tough because it's so spread out. So because of that, it breeds a lot of flakiness. If you're living in West Hollywood and your date lives in Santa Monica, there's a 50, 50 chance this dates happening because someone is traveling 40 minutes to get to the other one because there's nothing in the middle really right you know so it's tough it's it's tough for that also yeah. LA is definitely more of a daytime city rather than nightlife so everyone's like hikes and beach and job by the time it gets to nighttime people like to wake up early so they're not doing late nights they don't drink as much during the week they're just not out as at night as much as cities like New York Miami Chicago even um where it's less of a driving city Boston, you know, oh. things like that. So yeah, LA is tough. And also it depends who you're trying to reach, right? Like what who is your target audience? So you have to think about what kind of the cities that, you know, like bring in the kind of people that they have. Like I see in LA, there's a lot of beautiful women um, hoping to make it as actresses or singers or whatever, modeling. Duh, duh. It's a lot of people that don't really have their life settled and it's really hard to date when you're not settled. So you'll see a yeah. lot of like sugar babies, things like that. Um, it's right. rampant there in LA. And it's tough. So good girls have a really tough time finding good guys. Um, you know, guys want girls to look like all those Instagram models that don't have jobs, but they want them to have real jobs. So that's <laughs> not really realistic. Miami's kind of right. a similar situation. Um, but there are, you know, options down there. I have a client that uh, lives in New York, but he's in LA for a month. I've been like kind of, you know, trying to get him on dates out there just because he really wants to move to L.A. and, you know, meet someone there. And yeah. half his date's canceled. <laughs> and then we got four lined up. One canceled twice on him. Another, can't, you know, like people are just, they're flakier. Um, also, yeah. he, he decided he's on the beach. He's like Maria Del Rey. Most people live in West Hollywood. So it is. some people are like, you know, it's so far. And he has to travel 40 minutes for each date. It's, it's just more difficult. It's more work.
0: Hmm. So West Hollywood better spot for dating than like west of the four hundred five?
1: Yeah, I think today most people live in West Hollywood that are single and like young, you know, youngish um, on the beach. It's a different kind of. Vibe. It depends on your vibe is. Um, if you're someone's more yeah. laid back, a beach person, you're a surf surfer or whatever, then you should be on a beach town. If you're kind of more like, you know, a little more corporate or you know, make a little bit more money or like a little bit more nightlife, you're gonna be in West Hollywood
0: interesting okay wait just th- this is totally terrible podcast content but totally selfishly what about downtown i've heard downtown la is like changing and a neat place to be
1: <coughs> they said that 20 years ago too yes downtown la really? has always been like one of those gentrified areas and it's been getting more and more gentrified yeah um <coughs> of course i took a sip of water no one went down the wrong pipe um but <laughs> you're okay. if you're into more like fashion, artsy, like those people will be downtown. That's where like FITM mm-hmm. is, you know, art institutes. Like okay. so if you're looking into someone more creative, that could be an interesting place to mingle.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, back to the more, I, I only because I, I, I don't know. It's It's hard, right? Like I feel like I'm at a point in my life and I don't know if anybody else, anybody listening to this thing, is, is is in the same place. But I think a lot of guys end up here where it's like, I've got a decent job, I've got awesome friends, I've I know my hobbies, I've got stuff that I do. Like I kind of have everything in place, except for that special someone, right? Um, and it's hard Preaching to know. Here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I, I I guess I just say that. I mean. Well, what do I mean when I say that like guys end up here? Um, you know, I, I, I guess I also mean to say that like um, I'm not as good, like a lot of men I think, and I'm working on this, but like a lot of men I think I'm not very. I work hard at it, but I'm not great at like getting, like building community, having a social life, having like friends that are there for me that are supporting me, and I think, you know, generalization obviously but like i think in general women are sort of better at supporting each other emotionally really being there for each other um mm. and having like that need met cuz we're social animals right like we need that and I, and i i do i work on it and like my guy friends who i know listen to this i love you guys so much and i'm and i'm and i'm happy they're there but like i just i'm not as good at that i mean i think in general i'm not as good at that as women so like i think for men who are in that situation where you have everything in place except that romantic partner Um, I don't know, for me, sometimes I have to like, I just kind of have to keep that in check or I have to keep an eye on that because sometimes, well, I guess I don't know where I'm going with this, but like sometimes it just feels a little more desperate, a little more dire, uh, to me because I have a harder time filling that kind of loneliness, that, that sense of community, um without a romantic partner, like a romantic partner is someone who in the past has like helped me achieve that. If that makes sense. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's, we're not meant to live alone in our little silos and our little studios or, you know, one bedroom apartments. Like we're not meant to live like that. I think a lot of people fill that void with animals, um, Mm. which is, you know, fine. To an extent, I don't think an animal should replace a human's love. Um, I went out with a guy where literally his dog was his doggy girlfriend. It was really creepy and weird. And he did not need me. He had his doggy girlfriend and they were set. And I was like, all right, good luck to you. Um, And then also, (laughs) yeah. And then people also try to fill that void, you know, with like drugs, drinking, food, whatever, um, partying, you know, we we all do different things, try to fill that void. What I tell people is just keep doing the things that bring you pure joy. Like if you're not someone that volunteers a lot, that's like the number one thing that's going to bring you so much inner happiness and self-worth and confidence. If you're doing something that's giving back to the community, like anytime Hmm. I do like a food service, like at a church or something, I literally cry leaving as people are like thanking me and they're just, I just get so much, I don't know, like, self-esteem from that and that fills the void of me kind of maybe being a little lonely because I feel it too like I'm right there with you you Mm -hmm. know that's how that's that's a really easy thing to do um you're right you know men don't have those kind of relationships with other men where they're really vulnerable with one another and being like I'm having a really tough day I just sucks being single I don't know if I can do it anymore like I need someone to kind of talk me off the ledge a little bit as women we do that all day long so that's why I think, you know, <laughs> men tend to hire female matchmakers, because we fill that void a little bit, you know, like, I'm. De- I'm, I'm yep. whenever you want to chat, please call me. You know, I'm more than happy to kind of talk you off the ledge whenever you're feeling a little like, Ugh, this sucks. I feel it too. Mm-hmm. I have people I call when I'm feeling the same way. Um, and with building community. That's why I asked you, like, what are you up to? Like, find some find, when you have your things, your hobbies and stuff. But if there's social things you can do that, Will help you naturally, you know, meet people that are like-minded. That maybe you make friends, maybe more. Like my sister, she met her husband in a jogging club, which is <laughs> like mm. a romantic movie kind of sounds. Awesome. Like. Um, you know, so things like that. Like I'm on a softball team, and there was it's really, all season yeah. last year. There was one guy and one girl, and the girl had such a crush on the guy. And there was, I was like, oh my gosh, he he likes you. I know he likes you, but he wouldn't make a move. Wouldn't make a move. And at the very, when we won the championship that game, she brought a date to the, to the party and he noticed, and he, he texted the next day, asked her for a date and now they're in a relationship and so in love and it's so cute. So, you know, like do things that are social, that bring you joy, that are fun and you'll kind of naturally build community and maybe meet someone. And if not directly someone in your team, maybe they know someone. So it's all about expanding your social network. I mean, San Francisco has like just under shy of a million people. It's not yeah. like you live in like the middle of nowhere, in Nebraska. You know, there's there are yeah. physically there's people there um, and not everyone's on apps or, you know, maybe you're getting preferenced out for different things that you don't know. But when you meet in person, you know, you kind of have a little like banter, that little spark. And I don't know. Those are some my yeah. ideas. I don't know. So think of more no, things I like like, that a you lot. Think like tennis lessons or whatever. I don't know. Anything that could be social. or Pickleball pickleball is so big especially I, I know so many women that play pickleball literally you would clean up that pickleball <laughs>
0: go.
1: you shouldn't be recording this podcast go right now go play <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean okay so i i kind of got off track a little bit Think yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I got off track a little bit like 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 the decision of like trying to move to to date um that's something that's something that's definitely like been on my radar. Like there was w- when I went out to New York, mm-hmm. um, for, for like a month and, um, uh, yeah, a piece of that was be- me to like figure out, like, does it make sense for me to like totally uproot my life and be somewhere else where I think I'm more likely to, um, basically find love, you know? And, and I don't, I don't mean to just sort of like boil it down to like just a numbers game, right? Cause there's a lot of factors there. Like it might be that, well, okay. As I'm thinking about LA, like if 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 I really like going to the gym, I'm in the gym five days a week. I really love it. It's like it's one of my drugs, right? It keeps me happy, and like that kind of thing. I'm just, I I think there are just more folks like that in LA. Maybe that's for superficial reasons. Maybe I don't know. But it's like a more of like a health gym vibe kind of city, right? Than I think San Francisco. Anyway, and maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know, but like. I don't know. I'm not really sure where I'm going with this, but like the question of like, do I uproot my life to, to, to try and like date better? What do you think about that? Is that bananas? Does that make sense? Are a lot of people grappling with this? Do you know what
1: I mean? Yeah. I mean, New York, we have the opposite problem. We have more college educated women than men. And that's why it feels, you know, like there's not enough guys for all the women here, which isn't true. There's not enough college educated guys from here. So some of us have to be with like a firefighter, construction worker, whatever. And a lot of women don't want that. So I, I will tell you, I've, know, I've known many, many girls that could not date in New York. They moved to other cities like San Diego, to LA, um, Denver, San Francisco, and within the first year, engaged, happy babies, all the stuff. So there is something to <laughs> say. If you're not having luck in a city, and it's been like Years and years and years and years, and you're just kind of over it. I don't know. I don't think it's the worst idea, but I don't think you can go into the expectation of like, I'm, I'm going to meet my husband here, or my wife or whatever. Da-da. I think it's more of like, I'm ready yeah. for a new chapter. I want to change the scenery. I just want to change and see what happens. And I think if you go into it that attitude, then that's more likely than like, I am moving here to meet my, you know, that's a little bit like, again, that thirst level. Women can sense that. Yeah. And men too. They sense like anyone that feels like the desperation. It's not, tr- it's not right. sexy. You, Cause you have to, if you don't value yourself highly, other people won't either. And so when you're like giving on apps, Hey, 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 do you want to meet up? Hey, you know, it's like, if you, if you give them a lot of chances, you're perceived as like lower value. You right.
0: know what I'm
1: saying? So that's why I'm I like, do. don't do that.
0: Okay, hang on. I, I, that's interesting. I'm interested in digging that a little bit. So, like the whole like seeming desperate thing, or feeling desperate, or seeming thirsty. I, I often my take on that is often that like I think the reason why I'm sh- I'm sure women, um, but I, I know when I encounter someone that is kind of like giving me that energy or giving me that impression, the reason it's a turn off to me is that it feels like this person isn't interested in me. It feels like they are just interested in someone, like they're looking for mm-hmm. some kind of connection, they're looking for just something and they don't really know what they want. And for me, that's not promising because it's like, well, I know you don't know a lot about me from my, you know, hinge profile or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, like it, it, it shouldn't warrant this level of not that this happens to me all the time, but, you know, it, like, it feels weird when I feel like I'm getting more attention than, maybe makes sense. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: That's an interesting Is that between like, men and women because women, we feel like it's for us and it's creepy and we're like, oh my God, dude, chill, relax. Like we don't necessarily think we could be I mean, maybe I think maybe that's a little bit of a narcissistic thing in a way too women like, oh like every guy wants us kind of thing. But if someone comes <laughs> on too strongly, we, we think like, oh this guy must be a loser. Like why would he like me this hard? You know like he doesn't know me. Like it's more of a personal thing on them.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, okay. Okay. So anything else about, um, so LA people are flaky in LA because it takes an hour to get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're
1: just not, it's not much of the nightlife people are more like my smoothie, wake up early, go to the gym, bop, bop, bop. And so by the time it's like nighttime, it's like, oh, okay, I have to go on stage. It's like, oh, I don't want to, you know, here yeah. in New York, we're nightlife people. We're like, yeah, I'll meet you at nine o'clock on a Monday. Sure. Great. Like it's not the same thing. You know, especially yeah. when we're not driving, we're taking a subway one stop or walking 10 minutes. Like it's not, it's not difficult here. Yeah,
0: in you that can regard. pour yourself yeah, you can pour yourself into the into the A at 1230 and still get home and sleep. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Okay. Um, you also mentioned that you wanted to talk about singles events or speed dating. Um, I have done, I've done a couple of both of these. I definitely have my thoughts, but I wanted to give you space to talk about that because I'm interested. Yeah,
1: I, I think since COVID, especially, I think people want to make connections in real life again and get off the apps. I know that's like basically your thing is get off the apps, meet in person. And so I've seen a resurgence of speeding events, speeding dating events and singles events, and a lot of times they feel desperate and third, like just even like a New Yorker. If you tell them we're in a singles event, they will probably be like, "Ew, like what kind of person would go to this thing?" You know. Um, so I'm curious what your experiences, but. There is something, you know, I've been talking to with some friends that have like a dog rescue and I was like, why don't we do like a dog matchmaking event where like people, single people come with their dogs and they'll like, yeah, I think I told you about this and they'll like match yeah. make the dogs and stuff. Still TBD. I need to talk to Tommy about this and see if we're going to make this happen. But see, like you, it has to be something that's like sly where it's like, oh, like cool people will be going to this. Like I'll go. Um, yeah. So that's something I definitely want to think about for this year. TBD
0: I think it's a genius idea I, I think yeah. like singles events that are that are kind of it, it's not it's not masquerading as something else it's not you're not disguising the singles events you're like adding something else that's gonna make it fun.
1: secondary the single part is secondary yeah. the primary yeah. thing could be anything but anything that's like overtly like you're single you should go to this thing it just doesn't it feels kind of icky inside you know you almost feel embarrassed like as you're buying the ticket online you're like oh I can't even look as I do this you don't want to feel like that going <laughs> to any. You know, it's just it's not gonna and it's not gonna bring in the people that most likely you're, you're gonna want to meet. So I think if it's more of like, hey, we're all into like a softball kickoff thing. Like we're all into softball. We're all in different leagues. Let's all meet up and maybe do different. You know, be um, subs on each other's leagues. Things like that. That could be a more encouraging event for people to go to and mingle because this because it's, the, cause it's yeah. the single part secondary.
0: I mean, to my mind, and this is just me as an introvert, but it's like, if, if the event is like, there's something to do, I'm excited about going and I'm going to be more comfortable. I'm going to be more myself going to a softball game, going to a bring your dog event, because I'm going to get to play with dogs. I'm going to get to try and play softball. Like there's something that I know I'm going to be able to do. And, and and I'm not going into that event, like nervous thinking like, okay, my job is just to like be on stage and be dateable, which is like, I don't, I don't think. I think there are very few people that can just like be in a room, say like, hi, I'm single and be attractive, you know, <laughs> which is kind of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so so my, I mean, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, my, my experience with with singles mm-hmm. events and, and uh, speed dating, you know, I'm you know this about me. I'm super picky. Like, I know what I'm looking for. Um, I feel like I bring a lot to the table. I'm, I'm humble, I swear, but I, I feel like I'm bringing a lot to a potential relationship. And like, for me, when I go to a speed dating event, to me, it just feels like sitting down and talking for seven minutes with the top 10 people on Tinder, or like on, on your dating app, that normally you would be like, you seem like a great person, but no, thank you left swipe, right? Um, and you sit down, and you talk to those people. And it's like, it's just not a big enough dating pool, or it's not, in my experience, it's not the kind of people who are people that I ended up wanting to talk more with. Right.
1: But if it was something you're interested in and it was like a meetup for everyone that's into this one thing, you might yeah. find more people that are interesting to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think maybe, that's a good I, idea. maybe
1: I got to do something in this space. I don't know.
0: Listen, if you want help for starting your Dungeons yeah. and Dragons singles dating event, Anna, I've I got your back. I got okay. you. Okay, right. <laughs> the all right. face you just made. We'll talk.
1: I'm like, well, like that's not really that's not really my bread and butter, but know, we'll talk I know, offline.
0: I, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. No, I think I think the dog thing. I mean, in all seriousness, I think the dog thing is a really genius yeah. idea because you're right. A lot of people have companions. Uh, hopefully, most people aren't like dating their dogs, like that one guy. But like, a lot of people got dogs over the pandemic. Like, yeah. I get it. You know mm-hmm. um okay uh, 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 i want to wrap this up pretty soon um 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 i i would if you'd be willing to talk about it i would love to hear about because you're single and guy mm-hmm. is in new york city oh my god what are you doing mm-hmm. Anna's amazing <laughs> um what what is it like dating when you're a matchmaker you know like it's got to be your perspective on that has to be interesting
1: Yeah, I think that you know, obviously, I talk to so many men and women that say like what they're looking for, what what turns them on or off, and that does kind of get in your head a bit. But mostly because I think there's so much miscommunication in early dating. Like, I think women think men want this, men think women want that. When reality, we all say the same things. Like, men want someone that's kind, intelligent, somewhat settled in life, has some kind of career going on for them, who's family oriented, um, who's you know kind to everyone around them who's someone athletic and, you know, cares about their health. It's like all the basic stuff. Um, but then I think about like, okay, well, how do you connect with someone on a first date If everyone's kind of the same and everyone kind of says the same, like basic kind of things. So when I date, I'm just really direct with people. That's why I say like, I, I do, I like, I do like to text a bit and kind of have some banter going for me because I want to know, like, I know if we're, you're really dry on text like that's not going to work for me. Even if you in huh. person, you're really charismatic. Then we're going to go back to texting and gonna be dry again. Like, I know I'm not going to like that. Like I need to have a feel for someone. And when I'm, you know, I, I don't, I make sure to know that, that we're going to be on the same page with things of like wanting kids or religion, where to live, blah, blah, blah before I even meet them. So when I meet them, and that's part of matchmaking too. Like that's why I matchmakers screen for those things before I meet. Cause when I go on the date, I don't think of any of that stuff. I just have fun. I just want to see like, can we laugh? Like, what do we like to do? Like, are we kind of vibing off each other? Like, I'm not thinking like, okay, I have these interview questions da, da, da Like, I don't do any of that. Like, I'm really just thinking, am I, can I have fun with this guy? Cause if you can't have fun with your partner, then it's gonna be a really long, boring life. <laughs> and that's, just really important to me. So I don't know. I mean, I meet yeah. a lot of people, obviously. Um, I don't know. I think if al- I think I'm almost kind of less, I'm, I'm, I think as I meet so many people, I can kind of have fun with it more and I'm less thinking like, okay, this person have to see if he's a potential husband for me to da, da, da. Like I, I kind of take the pressure off a bit. you know, before, yeah. before I did matchmaking, you know, going on each day, I was very much like, okay, could I marry this guy on the first day? That's how women kind of think. And I don't really think of that anymore. I'm like, all right, I can have fun with this guy. Let's see, like get a couple dates and for, you know, then kind of see how things kind of progress naturally. And I just feel like that's kind of better for me. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out too. So I don't, it's so much easier to yeah. tell other people what to do than to tell yourself. So maybe you can be my matchmaker yeah. and tell me. What yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> you want someone better than me. Um, I mean, obviously if I knew anybody single who I thought was good enough for you, I would send them your way. obviously, clearly. Um, well, listen, Anna, unless there's anything else that you wanted to talk about, um, I don't know. Is there anything else on top of your mind?
1: Listen, we could go for uh, hours and hours and hours. So we'll just have to do a part two down the, down
0: the road. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm a hundred percent down. Cause like yeah. my brain, I want to talk about, like, I would love to hear your thoughts on like momentum, like tech, cause you were mm-hmm. talking about texting and then dating and then texting. Like some of that is momentum. I think there's a lot to talk about there. I could talk to you for ever and ever about this. I will try to get on your calendar again. Yeah, if you have time, absolutely. I really Take appreciate you making time. Um, thank you for being an amazing matchmaker to me. Like in a lot of ways, I'll say like, you like gave me hope through this process. And sometimes, um, you know, there were those days when it's like, it gets hard and I'm sitting there thinking like, well, maybe, maybe I really am just going to be single for like 10 years and that's fine. And that's just what life's going to be like. And you were always there to kind of, no. you were one of the people who was there to help me out. So yeah,
1: I truly Thank don't that. believe that, that will be you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Just um, you're so sweet. Okay. Um, so that's our that's our episode. Um, thank you so much for making time. Um, and yeah, until next time, everybody, uh, take care. Bye bye.